that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and and I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. I'm not used to that on this show. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. You like braced like, for the argument. Yeah. <laughs> My posture. I like sat back and they looked down. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 170. It's November 25th. It's American Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you everywhere, whether you're American or not. I hope that you have things to be thankful for. You celebrate them on occasion and don't necessarily need a day, but the day is kind of a nice reminder. Anyway, I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm just kidding. It's my co-host this week. It's Fish on a Heater. Hey, Fish. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate it from uh, from all the way from Australia. The happy Thanksgiving. That's very kind. Um, so yes, fish is not Kyle, and Kyle is not fish. But for the last I checked, no, <laughs> same here. Yeah, I can see you on the webcam while we're recording right now, and you look nothing like Kyle. So I can verify another way as well. Uh, but it is actually Thanksgiving today on a regular recording day. So uh, DeFi and Kyle are off the hook, so to speak, but Fish was still down to play. And uh, I definitely also uh, was lucky enough that it was kind of low key for my family. So here we are with sort of a truncated uh, episode this week. Um, we'll pretty much just talk about some news, talk some PvP, and then we'll get out of your hair. Why don't we get started here? Actually, you know what? We're not going to do goals because Kyle isn't here. But Fish, have you had any interesting like catches or anything lately? Oh, interesting catches. So on community day, we were, my partner and I were uh, hunting around for shinks and we both managed to, we were both informed of a rank one for great league uh, that was sitting around and we, we ran like it was about a 15 minute walk away. So we made sure to run. Uh, messaging back and forth with the person who informed us on on uh, you know where exactly it was, trying to pinpoint, triangulate its exact location. <laughs> we just managed to get there, and not only was it rank one, but my partner, uh, hers was shiny as well. Wow! What? Yeah. yeah. So it's like the PvP PvP equivalent of a shundo. That's amazing. That's, that's yeah. awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, do you know our, our perfect PvP IVs and like uh, perfect zeros or perfect 100%? Are they kind of like the same amount of of uh, chance to get combination wise? I would assume so. I don't yeah. know for sure, but I would imagine that every specific iv combination has an equal chance of happening yeah because it's a bell curve right based on whatever the floor and the ceiling is for the wild catch it's, it's right. zero to 15 for each so assuming that that perfect combination is even probably more rare in some way or as rare that's awesome either way yeah incredible yeah, yeah. so i'm sure both of you didn't waste any time uh candy you know making sure that tms were set like you're all good to go yeah, <laughs> it's it's already evolved, um, waiting for the moment to, to use it. Awesome. Have you tried out Psychic Fangs yet? I promise I'll also talk about my community experience, but I gotta ask, because Kyle and I were starkly eh about it. Most people that I've talked to or heard from agree. Um, yeah. I am a little more bullish on it. I haven't used it yet myself. Uh, my partner did use it on stream and she did quite well. Got a, a few, pulled a few wins out with it. I look at it very, very similarly to Magnazone because mm. it's got a similar level of bulk. It's got the same moves in Spark and Wild Charge. The only differences are the bait move. Magnazone's got Mirror Shot. And it's Psychic Fangs on the Luxray, um, which I think is a better bait move. And also, Magnazone has a steel typing. That's true. But you also get the status uh, change with Psychic Fangs as opposed to Mirror Shot. That's just normal, yeah. right? Yeah, normal damage. Exactly. Yeah. So awesome. I think I think Luxray is a little underrated at the moment. Okay. Okay. Well, geez, I got a good one. I just didn't invest in it. So uh, I might have to do that. I'm gonna have to do yeah, that. yeah. I think Ultra League's the the home for it. 
if Absolutely. you want to wait till that comes around. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, it's it's all three leagues right now, right? Still, it is. Like yes. Yeah. yeah, you are. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only thing PvP related. I'll get correct this entire recording. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, you guys are always so self-deprecating about your PvP. You guys know your stuff. I'm level 17 this season, Fish. Did I make you proud? That's an improvement. I, it was 17 last season, too. But this season, I made it in less games and more wins. I'm like 85 out of 130 or something like that. I was like, wow, that's a win That's rank. good. Yeah, well that's done. That's a win rate. Yeah. Anyway, for myself, uh, Community Day was great. And I'll wait until we have a proper you know, uh, episode of Kyle here so we can do the goals and shiny counts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I managed to meet up with Kyle and we went around an indoor location because boy, oh boy, is it chilly over here in <laughs> Chicago land. Uh, the shinies were abundant, although I did notice myself and other people on social media, the spawn density seemed to be a little bit lower for some reason. Um, but the spawn rate was was very kind to me in particular. I'll wait until next week for the final count, but I can't contain myself. The actual <laughs> highlight of the day uh, was I hatched a shiny Riolu oh wow yeah dude i screamed in that mall <laughs> kyle's like are you okay i'm like yes i'm very okay and all my phone so okay. to it. yeah he's like i'll get out of here <laughs> it was a good it was a really good time um but anyway let's just hop into it's not we're not going to do any sections this week this is kind of like an amorphous podcast based blob of audio this week but let's get into what would be i suppose the news section which is pretty much just the rest of the show there's one piece of news. The season comes to an end with the Mischief Unbound event. This past week, we had the chance to kind of do the next slash last step. I think it was 15 and 16 or 14 through 16 of the season yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. Research. Um, and this is like kind of a capstone event, if you will, a celebration. So trainers, what an adventure this season was. Remember when Hoopa appeared for the first time just a few months ago? How time flies. It appears the mystery of the mischief Pokemon will be concluding soon with the Pokemon Go debut of another. Nice. Whoever wrote that copy, you nailed it. (laughs) When is this event happening? It's happening from Friday, November 26th at 10 a.m., to Monday, November 29th at 8 p.m. I do believe that this is local time. The Season of Mischief concludes a mysterious bottle and poem have appeared at the doorstep of Professor Willow's mobile lab. They appear to be related to Hoopa and hint at a method for changing its form, which is now possible thanks to the relationship you've developed with Hoopa throughout the season. I didn't realize why Hoopa appreciated being caught and then never looked at again, but apparently (laughs) we've been relationship building this whole time. It's been sitting in the box thinking, oh, wow, am I glad to be here? (laughs) My trainer's going to be back any second now. (laughs) Just very excited to get going, yeah. You'll be able (laughs) to access the special research story by completing the season-long Misunderstood Mischief special research story. Please note, trainers will still have the opportunity to make progress on the special research story until the end of the season of Mischief on Wednesday, December 1st at 9.59 a.m. local time to gain access to the Mischief Unbound special research. So if you haven't caught up and finished all that stuff yet, you have until then to do it. Um, But if you can't complete the Misunderstood Mischief special research story, you can pick up a ticket for the Mischief Unbound special research in the shop for $4.99 US or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency. So, Fish, what what are these ticket prices look for you? Are they any different in Australia? Um, So that would be probably around $8 for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Which, yes, that... Feels like a lot of money for like a three-step research quest. I I would agree, but but here's the thing though, right? I think so. People people will buy it. People will absolutely mm-hmm. buy it if they're you know they haven't been doing the research. But at the same time, I feel like the people that would buy it are going to qualify for it for free. Yeah, that makes sense. Like you they're know? they're invested enough in the game that they're already able to complete that quest in time. Right. So, I mean, you've you've kept up with that research story this whole time, I'm assuming? I have, yes. I have completed, yeah, everything except the current one that just dropped today. Yeah, yeah. So, this is exciting. Uh, and uh, But I just don't know who the 499 is is aimed at. Appealing to? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's definitely priced a little high for what it is. But again, I guess it's supposed to make us feel like it's $5 we didn't have to spend if we did the work for the research, right? I also find that a little weird. Like you you can do you can do the research as normal or if you get a bit slack, you can pay us to catch up. Is is that that, that feels weird and like not something that they've done a lot before. Am I imagining that? This is definitely a new a new model. I mean, a season long special research story and first first of all is is new too. So mm-hmm. this associated an event that you could qualify for for free if you complete the other one is also brand new. I suppose the question is, did you like the model? Do you think that this looks successful um, or enjoyable? Like, I'm not sure if I feel really rewarded for it just because it's something that's too expensive, in my opinion. Okay, sure. Yeah, like I, I see would, what you mean. I would much rather it be like a ten dollar event that I don't have to pay for that felt like a ten dollar event. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, and and I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. I'm not used to that on this show. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> you like braced like, for the argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see my my posture. I like sat back and like looked down. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so you can get these tickets via purchasing them in the shop when they're available. Tickets cannot be purchased with poker coins. Pretty standard. Tickets for this special research story are non-refundable. They usually are. I don't remember a time when they were. The ticket for the Mischief Unbound special research will be available until the end of the season of Mischief on Wednesday, December 1st at 9.59 a.m. local time, which is why you have to finish it prior to that in order to qualify for it. In order to progress through the Mischief Unbound special research story, you will need to have obtained a hoopa from the Misunderstood Mischief special research. And trainers who earn the Mischief Unbound special research will be able to purchase a ticket and complete the special research twice to earn double rewards and additional hoopa candy. All right, so I think that's probably actually the fun marketing flex. Is that they're like, yeah, dude, for the whales, we knew that you would finish it, (laughs) but you can buy it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll tell you what, Fish, I am that fool. I will buy it anyway. Uh, um, You'll have to tell me how it goes. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Appreciate that. (laughs) I'll just have to go with a few less super incubators. I think this uh, end of season, I suppose. Yeah. I'm Um, I'm actually a, a what I call a mostly free to play player. So I do do the paid uh events like your go fest and your canto tour and all that but i only do the single incubator i don't raid a lot so Mm -hmm. i'm not buying raid passes yet so i I don't particularly spend that much money on the game so when you do your pvp sets do you always do the free one you never do the premium uh track yeah 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 when it first came out i was pumping passes into it and i mm-hmm. quickly understood that that was uh, not a good thing to get into doing consistently <laughs> yeah yeah and it's almost a bit like gambling because you're spending essentially a dollar's worth of resources and then you know you might end up getting a one four or zero five and you've got nothing to show for your dollar yeah it was the first time i went zero five and i used a pass that i was like nah I'm, i gotta reconsider <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Uh, So anything else about this event? There sure is. Hoopa Unbound. You'll be able to change Hoopa's form after you complete the second set of tasks in the Mischief Unbound special research. Please note that you will need to have sufficiently progressed in the other one, obviously, to get a Hoopa in the first place in order to change its form, like they said before. Changing Hoopa's form from Hoopa Confined to Hoopa Unbound. To clarify, Confined is the one that we got already, if you've gotten that far two hoopa unbound requires 50 hoopa candy and 10,000 stardust changing hoopas form from hoopa unbound to hoopa confined requires 10 hoopa candy and 2,000 stardust you'll be able to earn some of the resources needed to change hoopas form by completing the mischief unbound special research story i think essentially what they're trying to say here is that once you change it to unbound you're not going to want to change it back to confined unbound is just better but isn't hoopa confined somewhat good in pvp i haven't seen too much of it it's Mm. got a very interesting typing it's very glassy um so probably for those reasons a bit difficult to make work i don't know anything about unbound though okay yeah the numbers are uh impressive it's a monster in comparison to confined much more attacky much more attacky 
much more attacky much more attacky that's uh yep that's the simple way to put it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there are a couple other things happening with this uh, end of season event as well it's not just hoopa this and hoopa that although that is also true uh raid hours to close out the mischief this season you can look forward to raid hour events from 6 p.m to 7 p.m local time on the following days perhaps this is hoopa's way of celebrating your time together i doubt it november 26th we're having articuno zapdos and moltres november 27th heatran by his lonesome poor heatran <laughs> november 28th it's the reggie trio reggie rock red ice red steel mm, 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 mm. November 29th is the Swords of Justice, so Cobalion, Terrakian, and Verisian. Again, that's just regular raid hour times, but it's happening four days in a row, starting, well, tomorrow, today for Fish. And uh, they can all be shiny. So that's that. And Spotlight Hours as well, on the same days. November 26th, Ratata. November 27th, Sableye. November 28th, Pikachu. November 29th, Beldum. The highlight is, of course, Sableye and Beldum. I mean, for me, it is being the PvP guy. Is it the same for you guys? Oh, absolutely. For, for you non-PvP fanatics? <laughs> I think uh, Sableye is compelling because the shiny is really good and there's not a good opportunity to really ever farm for it. Um, and Beldum is just good, too, because people are still working on their Steel-type badges. Rattata right. and Pikachu are good for the people working on the Rattata and Pikachu medals, I suppose. But Rattata is difficult because it needs to be a certain size. weird thing is if you... If these are happening at the same time, then you kind of have to make the choice. Do I want to focus on catching or do I want to focus on raiding? Yeah, I would I would think so, more or less. But at the same time, too, that just means that there's this can appeal to more people because some people just don't raid, right? Well, I feel like there would be more people upset that they're forced to choose than there would be people who are happy that, you know, they've got something for them. I would not disagree. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm just numb to the fact that people will always find something to complain about. <laughs> of uh, course. So I'm, I'm with you there for sure. Um, but the last thing here is there will be a new Hoopa t-shirt as well in, in the shop. So there Ooh. you go. That's that. Uh, this is kind of exciting. Um, but also at the same time, weird. It's a weird event. We've never again, we've never had an end of season event. So um, I'm excited for it. This looks compelling. Fish, what do you think? What's your opinion on this whole thing? Yeah, I agree. I, I like it's a kind of a sense of closure to the season. Yeah, which, uh, I think is a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when the, the seasons thing came out, it was it was new. It was fun and stuff like that. But it sort of lacked identity or a sense of feeling like identity. Mostly because mm. we always had events. And so the seasons based spawns were never really around long enough for us to feel right. them so having these events point at it is uh is real nice all right anyway i'm not keeping this truncated like i said i would so let's <laughs> pass it on over fish is going to talk some self stuff now and we're going to talk about some more news as well so we are getting to the end of the brawler cup and the go cast tournament has finished and um i, I won again chris <laughs> Oh, good! you did. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> if you didn't, it would be kind of concerning, right? A little bit. Yeah, well, it's it's OK. So I've been in a lot of tournaments where I've done very, very poorly. And uh, that's obviously a, a bit embarrassing because, you know, I'm, I'm meant to be the uh, the educator and the, the guy who <laughs> knows what he's talking about. Right. Uh, but then it's also uh, a weird feeling if I win, because then I'm, I kind of feel bad for others. <laughs> Like I sure, and this is the second month in a row for me, so I, I kind of feel like a bully. But at the same time, right? The new Halo just came out. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an analogy, sure. and I forgot how much I learn in these games by just getting my butt kicked over and over <laughs> and over again. You know what I mean? Like there is value to that for sure. And I don't think I feel like if you pulled your punches, people would be able to tell. So there really is no easy solution other than to just do your best every time. Yeah, you're right. The the other competitors won't learn unless that. In fact, I've dealt with a lot of people uh, in my time being like a community leader and a and a PvP fanatic um, where it's almost like a journey of like, will this be the day that they finally rise up and beat me and, and become better than me? And it's... <laughs> Like people within my local community who is like, are you going to get me this month? No, no, you'll have to go next month. Amazing. 
As for the rest of Brawler Cup, I have been doing extremely well this month. I'm very, very uh, happy with my performance. I'm at a score of 21 and 4. <laughs> yeah. There is one tournament that I've lost two battles in. Every other tournament has had no more than one loss. Um, but yeah, that's that's all my bragging aside. <laughs> Let's move on to next <laughs> month, shall we? Let's do it. The Glacial Cup has just been announced for December. And look, Chris and I agree, Glacier Cup sounds so much easier off the tongue. Yeah. And that we'll probably be referring to it as that for the entire month. It is Dragon, Ice, Poison, Psychic, and Water types. There are a lot of individual species bands. They are Altaria, Azumarill, Jellicent, Swampert, Defense Deoxys, Wobbuffet, Cresselia, Metacham, Alolan Ninetales, Alolan Sand Shrew. Not Sandslash, Chris. Alolan Sand Shrew. What? Yeah. Um, I'll talk a little more about that okay. in a second. Okay. Lantern, Gardevoir, and Toxicroak. So that is so many bands. Um, the rankings have not popped up on pvpoke.com yet. I think there must be some sort of holiday happening where where the um, website designers are. How dare but, they? Yes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but I did do a little bit of a custom ranking. So what happens on PvPoke is you can design your own ranking system. You can pop in, you know, I want these types and I want to ban these Pokemon and uh, it'll come up with its own rankings. It's still different to what happens to what, turns up when they release the official rankings because with the official rankings what they do is they adjust the positions of all the pokemon uh depending on how valuable a pokemon's wins are so for example hmm. in just if you're doing the rankings yourself say uh, pikachu is up the the top of the list right because it just gets the most raw wins but then when you look further into it it turns out oh pikachu is only winning against other pokemon that don't really matter too much so oh, it takes I a look see. at yeah right okay. so uh then it looks a bit further down the list and says oh um Zwilus, that's actually getting wins against a lot of these other highly ranked pokemon so it bumps that up the list okay that makes a lot more sense to me now that i've been looking at some of these lists and being like i don't understand why some of these look so different in different places so it, right. yeah but so it's sort of like a it's more of like a yeah, generally speaking, here's how the math works out. But also, they mix in a formula that ties in practicality, right? Perfectly, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So, That's so cool. I've done one of the custom rankings, which means that when they release the official rankings, it will look fairly different. Um, the top 10 on the rankings that I pulled up were Abomasnow, Zwilus, Shadow Abomasnow, Bronzong, Alolan Sand Slash, Shadow Celio. Jirachi, Dugong, Celio, and Galarian Rapidash. I mentioned Alolan Sandshrew before. The reason that that gets a ban is because I think the combination of being a Steel type with a hard, with a fast firing Dark move is gonna be way oh, too potent. Okay, sure. It's got Powder Snow and Night Slash as moves. And so Alolan Sand Slash does not. That's right. It, uh, it still has Powder Snow. It's got the same typing, but it's its quick firing move is Ice Punch. Gotcha. That's um, not as uh, not Oppressive. as dangerous in this particular meta. <laughs> For sure. 100%. It's such an interesting type combination as well. Yeah. That's weird. I can see absolutely looking at those types though, like why they got rid of Toxicroak. That mean that that looks obvious to me. Gardevoir mm -hmm. probably mm -hmm. would have just run train on everybody. Absolutely. They've also banned all of the popular counter users, which is very very interesting because a lot of the time with these metas, people tend to default to picking a counter user to counter uh, popular types so for example the ice type in the meta a very easy way to counter that is with your counter users you don't have that often the only two pokemon that know counter in this meta are haxorus and alakazam oh and that one's bad 
Yeah, and Haxorus <laughs> is pretty bad too. Oh, is it? Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good in Master League, but not in Great League. Okay, okay. Wait, I have a, I have one hundred percent Haxorus. Should I do that for Master League? Yeah, you should. Okay, I'm gonna do that. All right. Yeah, <laughs> you jump on that. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's better in the uh premiere formats. So when there's no legendaries allowed. Okay. All right. <laughs> good. It's good um, though it has purpose. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? It, everything has a purpose in PvP if you if you really try. Yeah. Sure. You can make sure. so many Pokemon work. Yeah. It's just like you know every every pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard enough. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, right. And uh, there there are some things in this meta that i have noticed but i don't want to steal DeFi's fun so i want to get more in depth next week with her all right sounds good so that brings us to this last little thing that we're gonna be talking about here this week uh besides you know, the plugs and stuff like that at the end of the show like we always do but the gbl season 10 update just came out and what's cool is normally <laughs> normally when one of these updates drops kyle fish and DeFi and I have a conversation of like, who's going to cover this? Do we want to <laughs> split it up? Do you guys want to cover it? Do you have something to talk about? Do we have too many other news or do we have no news otherwise? This is so nice. We get to hang out and actually go over one of these. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to I'm going to take us through little bits and pieces of it. And uh, Fish, with his very qualified opinion, is going to pop in and add some commentary. So trainers go battle league season 10 is set to kick off as previously announced trainers who reach legend rank this season will be able to register early for certain Pokemon go world championship series events. So stay tuned. Additional details will be posted on the Pokemon go world championship series page soon. And that page is linked in this article and this article will be linked in our show notes. So please feel free to go uh, check it out if you're interested or if you're feeling ambitious. I should say season 10 start date rank resets and end of season rewards GBL season 10 starts on Monday, November 29th at 1 p.m. PST and the following will occur at the beginning of the season end of season rewards will be available on the battle screen Uh, your goal battle league rank will be reset rank up requirements will remain the same as in season nine and Pokemon appearing in goal battle league encounters will now be slightly easier to catch. Shout out to all of you that struggled with legendaries on stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Very common complaint. Yeah. So here's the schedule. The following leagues will begin and end at 1 p.m. PST on the dates listed below. I'm going to give you a very, very brief overview because we don't need to spend too much time on this. But November 29th through December 13th is Great League and Great League Remix. December 13th through the 27th is the Ultra League stuff, including Remix. But also Holiday Cup is beginning in that period of time. December 27th through January 10th is Master League, Master League Classic. Holiday Cup ends on the 31st. Uh, For that, it says three-time Stardust from Win Rewards. Ooh, great. January 10th through the 24th is Great League and Sinnoh Cup. January 24th through the uh, 7th of February is Ultra League and uh, Ultra League Premier Classic. February 7th through February 21st is Master League, Master League Premier Classic, a.k.a. Chris should have his Haxorus by then, and Love Cup, which is also marked for three-time Stardust for win rewards. And then the 21st of February through the 28th, everything is available, Great League, Ultra League, Master League, and Johto Cup. So uh, there's not a lot of details. Well, actually, there's no details as of yeah let's see is it further down about the cups i'm not sure yeah. oh there is okay yep yeah. hello surprise <laughs> look at that wow i just i just looked at this article nobody could tell <laughs> season 10 go battle days bonuses the maximum number of sets you can play per day will be increased from 5 to 20 for a total of 100 battles that's pretty standard for go battle days four times stardust from win rewards wahoo this does not include the end of set rewards and will not stack with the three times stardust bonus on january 8th You'll just get four times instead of three dates and times Saturday, January 8th from 12 a.m. to 11:59 p.m. Master League and Master League Classic will be active Sunday, January 23rd from 12 a.m. to 11:59 p.m. is Great League and Sinnoh Cup and Sunday, February 6th from 12 a.m. to 11:59 local time is the Ultra League and Ultra League Premier Classic. And so those those are good battle days. Cool. So is this is this kind of standard fare now? Is this like I believe so. Yeah. Safely expect a good deal. Is two does it does two make a pattern? Yes, I think technically, <laughs> right? So yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did they did this this season and yeah, they're doing it next season, so I guess it's standard now. I guess so. We love patterns. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh you want to take us through the season 10 rewards fish? So, you can encounter the following Pokémon once per season at the designated ranks. At rank 1, you'll be guaranteed to encounter one of the Pokémon that the leader of Team Flare, Lysandra, is known to use. Ooh. So, at rank 1, you can encounter Pyro. Rank 6, you can encounter Mindfu. Nothing for Ace rank, which is strange, I feel. And Veteran is Noibat. Expert is Dino. And Legend, as always, is Pikachu Libre. Do you have a Pikachu Libre fish? I have one from the season where everyone made rank 10. Oh, yeah. I think that's the one I have, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, there's also some standard encounters besides these guaranteed rank up encounters, right? So you can encounter the following Pokemon in reward encounters throughout the season at the ranks shown in the image below. And I'd really recommend, despite the fact that we're covering this, I'd recommend you go and take a look at the at the actual blog post because it's organized beautifully. Uh, it's in, it's incredibly clear. So Pokemon appearing in Gold Battle League encounters would now be slightly easier to catch. Thank you for mentioning that again. It is kind of a big deal. So rank one plus you see Bayleaf, Quilava, Croconaw, Spinarak, Chinchou, and Azumarill. Kind of a eh, underwhelming pool. At six is Mindfu. 11 plus is Noctowl, Fortress, Shield on Skuntank, and Frillish. At 16 plus Larvitar, Scraggy, Rufflet. At 20 plus is, uh, you know, five star Ray Bosses start showing up. And like we said before, you got Noibat and Dino above that as well there's also avatar items and other rewards uh pikachu libre avatar items will be rewarded to trainers who reach rank three that used to be higher didn't it i believe so yeah yeah so if you have been eyeing that uh, set of cosmetics and you're not a pvp or rank three just wait like two weeks after the season starts and you'll have the easiest time in the world i promise i'm pretty sure rank three is still low enough that you don't actually have to win at all if you really want you can just join a battle with your 10 cp army and you can, quit you can do that but if you want to if you want to play the games and you want them to be fun just wait a couple of weeks <laughs> you'll have an easier time <laughs> yeah but 10 cp and just spamming through them is a great way to go especially if you don't care about your record Trainers will be able to earn avatar items and oppose inspired by the leader of Team Flare, Lysander, who first made his debut in Pokemon X and Y. Ace rank will get the gloves, veteran rank will get the shoes, expert rank the pants, and legendary rank will finish it up with this very classy looking jacket and a Lysander pose. It looks like he's just like taking a powerful step forward. Love to see Yeah, it. and I love the imagery of the background. Like, can I have that background when I enter all of my battles <laughs> if I make it to legend? <laughs> that, like, pleasant open field with, like, the sun about to set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks and beautiful. And then me just striding confidently towards the camera. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, at rank 19, you'll receive an elite charge TM, and you'll also receive an elite fast TM as an end of season reward. So get to it. You, you pronounce it Lysander? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh yeah, I, I said said it that way. No, the and I wouldn't have either. The only reason I have is because I've heard other people on other podcasts, Steve from um, Doing it that way. It's super effective on uh, in particular says Lysander. And I'm just going to go ahead and trust his pronunciation cuz he's he's really about it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I've I fully am on board with that. I, it just caught me off guard. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Lysander is, is how I've been informed on <laughs> in how to say it. So there we go. Um, so the cups, we will be having the Great League remix back once again. The 20 Pokemon most used by trainers ace rank and up in the Great League will not be allowed in the Great League remix. The Pokemon that are banned are Venusaur, Nidoqueen, Alolan Ninetales, Azumarill, Umbreon, Skarmory, Swampert, Vigoroth, Sableye, Medicham, Altaria, Defense Deoxys, Bastidon, Scrafty, Jellicent, Galvantula, Galarian Stunfisk, Mandibuzz, Talonflame, and Obsidian. Do you think that was interesting to listen to? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll tell you what, I was cringing at some of these because I think this just disqualified about seven Pokemon that I use. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Sorry I, to hear that. I've grown an attachment to my Nidoqueen when Canto Cup was still active. 
Right, and Nidoqueen yeah. is actually, I checked, uh, one of the Pokemon that is new from last season's bands. So it's just caught on like wildfire. And yeah. now the, the Great League remix comes around and says, uh-uh. <sighs> yeah, Galvantula and Mandibuzz are like core for me too. So, ah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, and Mandibuzz is one of the new ones too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, it's like they've targeted Chris. They have. Mandibuzz is like one of my favorite PvP Pokemon. Just an absolute tank, good lord! It is. It can. It can. Uh, it can just take anything you throw at it. Yep. You can throw a refrigerator at it, and it'll be fine. Yep. Third of itself, <laughs> no problem. Still got two shields. We good. Obstagoon is the other new Pokemon from last season, and the ones that are out are a Alolan Marowak, Politoed, and Pelipper. So good news if you were using those, you can still use them this time around. I did the whole custom ranking thing for that again, <laughs> and uh, I've got a top 10 for you. So Trevenant is by far on top of those rankings, followed by Diggersby, Zwilus, Dragalgy, Cresselia, Lickitung, Alolan Marowak, Steelix, Shadow Drapion, and Primeape. Dragalgy, huh? Yeah. Dragalgy's good. It's it's reasonably tanky. The Dragon Tail uh, grinds down. The Aqua Tail fires really fast and provides like a little bit of shield pressure as well. And then if if you end up not shielding an Outrage or a Gunk Shot, boy, you will be sorry. <laughs> okay. I'll have to look out for Dragalgy. I thought that was kind of a, a meme pick, but I guess not. Goodness. No, not at all. Okay. I'm really interested actually in the Primeape. I've never seen that ranked that highly in a meta. And it, I think Primeape has plenty of play against the rest of the top 10 with hmm. its Ice Punch and Night Slash combination. Does it have the full punch suite like Hypno does, or does it only have Ice Punch? It just has Ice Punch. (laughs) You don't have to set a pile of TMs on fire. Nice. (laughs) No. Next is the Ultra League Remix, the top 10 Ultra League Pokemon most used by trainers ace rank and up in the Ultra League will not be allowed in the Ultra League Remix. The Pokemon are Venusaur, Alolan Muck, Umbreon, Swampert, Empoleon, Togekiss, Altered Form Giratina with the legs, Cresselia, Talonflame, and Obstagoon. It happened again, man. Which one? <laughs> uh, Venusaur, Alolan Muck, Swampert, Umbreon, Al- uh, Altered Form Giratina, and Obstagoon are all things I use in Ultra League. The wow. only one missing is Shadow Machamp, so I guess I'm just running him solo. <laughs> the, so <laughs> this is uh, unofficially known as the go cast crisp remix i'm so upset <laughs> next up is the holiday cup which is pokemon must be at or below 1500 cp to enter and they must be normal grass electric ice flying and ghost type pokemon that's all i have for that one i don't have any extra info for you now we'll, we'll probably cover it a lot more when it approaches we had holiday cup last year too right we did, yes. Yeah, are there any, like, like superstars that come to mind really quick? I mean, without looking it up, just, like, one or two that you think you would probably look into using? Like, I've got a Drift Blim for this. I'll probably use. Drift Blim's probably going to be quite good. Um, yeah. I would like to see how Trevenant performs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although with a lot of ice and flying around, then it, there's there's probably too many Pokemon that can target it. I mean, Trevenant is is very spammy. It's not as spammy as like a mud bomber, but it's pretty close, right? Right. I don't know. I just like spammy Pokemon like Mandibuzz and stuff. Trevenant is in the same category because even if it's a bad matchup, you can overwhelm somebody to make them waste their shields or pressure them with just some raw non-effective damage. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm hoping Trevenant's good. Next up is Sinnoh Cup. Pokemon must be at or below 1500 CP to enter and only Pokemon with a Pokedex number from 387 to 493, i.e. in the Sinnoh generation, are allowed. I'm very worried about Bastiodon in this cup, Chris. You think it's going to be way too strong? I'm hoping it's not. Um, We all know how much of a terror it is in Open Great League um, in a format where there's less Pokemon around. I get the sinking feeling that it will become even more of a terror. If there is not like two or three good fighting type options 
in Sinnoh, then we we would have uh, an issue. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but um, interestingly, we'll though, Probopass, if you happen to have one of those built, does very similar things to what Bastidon does, but it also beats Bastidon fairly comfortably. Really? Yeah, it's um, a lot spammier. It um, resists the smackdown. Um, it's neutral to the the, the flamethrower from Bastidon, mm-hmm. but it's it's also tanky enough that the the flamethrower is not really doing that much. It's it's firing off its own charge moves a lot quicker. And magnet bomb is high damage. It is pretty high damage, yeah, yeah. and neutral. Yeah. Then we have the love cup, which which we have had before. Pokemon must be at or below fifteen hundred CP and must be either red or pink predominantly. I, I love looking at these lists because I disagree with half of their choices most of the time. <laughs> like when I see this, I'm like, Hopip, I guess technically, but it's also like half green, you know? Like, yeah. Smoochum, yeah. it's part pink. Like, spring form dealing. Oh, you got me there. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Charizard counts as red, doesn't it? Yes, it should. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's which I would disagree with that. He's orange, but uh, the Pokedex Bulbapedia listing of the official color is red, I believe. Yeah, sure. So they're rewriting history is what I'm hearing. Carvana? It, sure, 47%. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I did very, very well last Love Cup with a team that um, – a, a very, very accomplished battler named Lurgan Rocket. He, he gave it to me. It was uh, Alu Mamola lead, an Electrode, and I can't think what the third Pokemon was, but it was very, very good for me. Clefable. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I will run that and report back to you All right, <laughs> on yeah. how that goes. Electrode is a fun one for sure. It is, absolutely. Um, Johto Cup is the last one where, just like the Sinnoh Cup, it is only Pokemon from a certain generation being Johto. That is Pokedex number 152 to 251. This was something that I uh, am on record as saying that I didn't think they'd ever do because there's just so few Pokemon available for it. It's 100 or 99, right? It's 99... Plus all the like shadow forms and regional forms. So on the custom rankings I've got here, there's 112 possibilities. However, one of them, the I'm looking at the very bottom one here, number 112 on the custom rankings for Johto Cup is XL Unknown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, don't do that, listener. Don't do that. <laughs> a GoCast and PvP Corner official recommendation. Do not. Don't. No. Mm-mm. No, it's not even worth the joke. Uh-uh. <laughs> we, uh, if I get a screenshot from somebody that did this, I'll be mad. I'll be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, very, very restricted cup, that one. And I'll be very interested to see how that turns out. Well, catch me out there running a Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil or Typhlosion? No, Cyndaquil. Love my, love no, actual Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil. Okay. Yeah, no. I'll try, I'll try I'll try. Typhlosion. Typhlosion is great because he has such an interesting moveset. He's got the Shadow Claw, Solar Beam, you know, Blast Burn. Mm. It's great. Yeah. Yep. Or even uh, Incinerate instead of Shadow Claw also gets you uh, different but also very good results. All right. Hey, didn't know. Next up, we have changes to certain attacks. And I feel like... Th- this season is a little light on compared to last seasons. Not that there's anything wrong with that, just an interesting thing to note. The first is Rock Tomb. This attack will now have an additional effect when it's used in trainer battles, guaranteed to lower the opposing Pokemon's attack. It is a 60 energy move for 70 damage, so a very low damage per energy, but now guaranteed to lower a Pokemon's attack. Pound will now do four damage instead of the previous five. No! (laughs) Yeah, so that seems so weird to me because the only, and I repeat, the only Pokemon that I can think of that actually uses Pound in any sort of relevant way is Chansey. And they might be trying to target Chansey 
to make it a little less dominant, but I don't think Pound was the problem. No, no. Uh, I mean, if you can do something about that incredible bulk, great. But I don't think Pound doing, you know, one damage instead of two is going to make any difference. It's it's one damage decrease, but that's a 20% nerf to Pound, man. Okay, so what's 20% less than one? Hmm. <laughs> I don't, low? Very. It gets, <laughs> it gets rounded up, though, right? I mean... When we say that a move is X damage or X power, it's not actually doing that much damage to the opposing Pokemon. That number is put into a complex mathematical formula that takes into account... The, the user's attack, the opposing Pokemon's defense, and then you come up with a final amount of damage. So even though Pound was listed as five damage, because it was coming from a Pokemon with <laughs> attack, right? Um, it was, yeah, it, like I looked it up. The Pokemon that was most affected by Pound was Shadow Machamp, which you know is is very glassy, and it was doing four damage. To the Shadow Machamp. Everything else, it was literally doing either one or two damage. Yeah, and if it does less than one, it gets rounded up to one, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, this is even less of a useful nerf when you think about it big picture-wise. Right. Huh. So I'm, I'm very confused by that. Oh, well. Maybe it'll make sense later. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe it's in it. prep for some other kind of change they're making, or I, I don't know. Maybe they've... Yeah. they've who are we to presume what Niantic are thinking? I think we are, actually. Uh, the people oh, yeah, presume. fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm, mm, <laughs> we'll Finally, Bug Buzz. Yes! Bug Buzz will gain a slight increase in damage to boost Wormadams, Vesper Queens, and Yan Mega's bug type charged attack options. Yes! Yes! Right? Yes! <laughs> Instead of 90 damage, it is now doing 100. That's right. In gyms, raids, and trainer battles. Yes. I, and yeah, that's an, another interesting point is the other two were just trainer battles. This one is getting a boost in both. Yep. Watch out, everybody. I'm telling you, bug type, we're going to, we're going to, leading from behind the pack. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. They're trying so hard to make bug types work. And I love it. Please don't give up, Niantic. I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Pokemon that benefit most from that boost is probably the three that they mentioned specifically in Wormadam, Vespaqueen, and Yan Mega. Uh, Galvantula is an interesting one. Galvantula uh, can know Bug Buzz. It's normally seen with Discharge and Lunge. Yep. But maybe the extra punch you get with Bug Buzz, that might be the way people go. Perhaps, but I, I mean, I use Lunge uh, to spam for the status too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. my my prediction is that Lunge will still be the more common uh commonly used move yeah finally we have updates to attack availability don fan will be getting the charged attack body slam chris that's a big deal is this you're gonna have to you're gonna have to uh, educate me here don fan is a pokemon that has always been almost there with viability in a lot of restricted metas when you're trying to look for a counter user or a charm user. Um, Donphan knows both of those moves. Um, it struggles a little bit with just having the solo ground typing, mm -hmm. and its charge moves are not particularly good. So it's got Earthquake and Heavy Slam as probably the, the two most common ones, and they both take a, a long time to get to. Heavy Slam's not particularly high damage anyway. With Body Slam, it's now got something spammy, uh, something reasonably strong, something that it can bait with so it can nuke with a, an earthquake later down the track. I think this will be... In fact, I did look it up before. Um, against the entire Great League, pre-Body Slam, Don Fan wins 40... What was it? 45% of its matchups. With Body Slam, it goes up to 65-odd. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I think Don Fan is a big winner here. Noctowl will be getting the charged attack Shadow Ball, which I think is really interesting. A lot of people are very hype about this one. I don't think it's too big a difference for Noctowl. Very cool having Shadow Ball. Um, but it's already got Psychic, which is still a good move with the possible defense 
nerf that psychic brings the big advantage that shadow ball will give you is that it will give you a weapon to hit steel types with oh i was going in a different direction mentally i thought what are you thinking it would it would really help its matchups in particular with ghost types because it has its normal types so it resists the incoming ghost and now it has a ghost type attack to hit him with right um so it's already winning most of those ghost ghost type matchups because of that okay. normal typing so I I might be wrong, but I think if I looked it up, it I don't think it would greatly increase the number of wins it gets against specifically ghost types. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Next up, we have Makago. We'll be getting the fast attack Incinerate and the charged attack Rock Tomb. You've mentioned Incinerate already as being a really fun move. I think Makago will do very well with Incinerate. Yeah, Makargo had a couple of moments uh, in the spotlight early on in Sylph uh, tournaments, right? Uh, and has since kind of been left to the wayside. But with Johto <laughs> Cup coming up, Johto Cup, call it 4-4, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Um, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be very interesting. A lot of these are Johto Pokemon, aren't they? Actually, they're all Johto Pokemon. So far, yes. Yeah. Oh, was Makago? Yeah, Makago's Gen 2, yeah. Um... The next one, though, Octillery is not. Um, Octillery is learning the fast attack lock-on, which initially I was uh, pretty excited about because we all know just how ridiculously fast lock-on is. But then I realized it's already got Mudshot as a fast move, and lock-on is not actually that much faster than Mudshot. Also, its charged attacks are not particularly good uh, like, it's got some good ones, like, you know, the hard-hitting gunk shot. It's got Octazooka, mm-hmm. which has its uses, but kind of, they, they don't have good synergy. You know what I mean, Chris? Sure, sure. Um, I did so, look at, by the way, Octillery yep. is in Johto. Oh, there you go. My bad. Um, yeah. So I don't actually think Lock-On will be a particularly great improvement, unless they <laughs> then give it more charge moves down the track. I mean, if if nothing else, people were like, why don't more Pokemon have Lock-On? And here's more Pokemon with Lock-On. So <laughs> we're giving they, the people what they want. Yeah, absolutely. We, we are listening to the community. We gave Octillery Lock-On, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we have Sidowoodo, Laron, Agron, and Claydol. All will be given the charged attack Rock Tomb. Eh. That's what I have to say to that. <laughs> All right. So Laron, Agron, and Claydol are generation three. So that's where I was wrong. Right. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So Rock Tomb is getting this status improvement. But like you said before, it was kind of low damage for the amount of energy it was taken. So is general opinion about Rock Tomb just not very positive? I, I'm not sold on it yet. Um, okay. With most debuffing moves like opponent debuffing moves, they also tend to be pretty low damage. The highest energy move that I can think of is Octazooka, which is 50 energy, and this one is 60. So a lot of the time, like if you spend all that time getting, building up to a 60 energy move and you fire it and your opponent doesn't shield it, you're probably more at a disadvantage moving forward than if you hadn't gotten the debuff anyway because your opponent still has the two shields your pokemon's kind of almost fainted uh, after all that time um and and your opponent can use those two shields to to protect its backline as well so I'm, i'm not too sold on rock tomb just yet okay fair enough good to know did that all make sense it kind of did absolutely like it's the sort of thing that like you saved me probably uh, a couple of weeks of trying it before I was like, oh, yeah, this is not <laughs> worth it. This isn't worth it. <laughs> but you know what? I seem to really enjoy being proven wrong in PvP for some reason. <laughs> so it's like, called if, learning fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. So if you or if a listener or if, if anyone showed me some footage of them slaying with Rock Tomb, then I would, I would be absolutely happy to, to see that and change my tune. Great. So that pretty much wraps up all of the the season 10 information. That was so much. I always forget how big these are, these entire updates. I feel like Um, I was talking a lot. (laughs) 
Hey, that's me every news section, so I feel you. <laughs> uh, but you did say one thing about the attack changes, that there seems to be fewer than normal. But I think that mm. the frequency between each of the big updates of adjusting attacks has been up in frequency, right? So perhaps that's why. They're just doing little bits here and there instead of all at once. It's kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that brings us pretty much to the end of the episode, more or less. Uh, we are not going to do poke lore or poke poll or emails and stuff like that. We won't even do goals. Can you believe it? An episode <laughs> of GoCast without goal setting? Oh, my word. So, yeah, we'll read emails, voicemails, and we'll have the full family of hosts uh, together next week for our regular segments. And we'll do all the shout outs and stuff there. But Fish, go ahead with all the plugs you guys normally do in your section. So Palatown PvP, the YouTube and Twitch channels, they will have the second episode of The Ring airing uh, this Sunday. That is Sunday all around the world. It's kind of nighttime Australia, early morning American time, and midday in Europe. That's going to be so much fun. Um, we've got. I'm also going to be appearing on the next episode of the Go Battlecast, which is a fairly new podcast hosted by Zach and Dom. That is Go Battlecast if you want to download that and have a listen. And I've talked on the show before about the Gym Breakers World Cup. It is a very popular competitive format with a lot of the best names, the best PvP names in the world participating. And Palatown will actually be streaming the semifinals of the World Cup. That'll be between... USA and Canada, USA, um, and that'll be on December 1st at 10 p.m. UTC. So work that out in your own time zones. Uh, yeah, like I said, so many massive names, uh, great battles, great shoutcasters as well. It's it's a pretty big deal for our channel, for our little old channel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really excited for all those things. Awesome. I'm sure if we have any links to any pertinent information, we'll include them in the show notes as well. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for having cool. me on, man. Hey, absolutely. No, thanks for coming on. This is a lot of fun. Um, I liked how well, I was telling Kyle the other night. I'm like, this is really just an excuse to get to hang out with fish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that we had time. We, we managed to make this work instead of nothing happening at all. Yeah, right. So. Thanks very much. Um, so we've also got some some plugs on, on I guess, my side. I do want to give uh, two quick shout outs to two other Pokemon Go podcasts really quick. Lured Up, good friends of ours, recently celebrated 200 episodes. So shout out to them. That's a huge Ooh. accomplishment and what a milestone. And uh, Beginner to Winner, BTW, is celebrating their one year anniversary I think it's either this upcoming episode or the episode that just came out. One of those two, but it's like around this time. So congratulations to all of you over there as well. That's awesome. Keep it going. Keep it going. I listen to both. I've been on BTW myself a couple of times and uh, they have also participated in some of uh, our Pallet Town content. Um, just really enjoy what both of those podcasts bring to the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've said it before and I've said it a million times. This community of podcasts is the best because we all lift each other up <laughs> instead of like competing and being rude, <laughs> I guess. So <laughs> love all of you guys. Thank you so much for that. But uh, anyway, if you would like to send us an email, you can do so via mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you want to send an email to PVP Corner, you can do PVP Corner at Gocast Podcast dot com in particular you can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717 and if it's pvp corner just go ahead and put that somewhere in the name or something and i'll shoot it over to them as well uh but for all things gocast gocastpodcast.com follow us on twitter at gocast podcast don't follow us anywhere else even though those accounts exist i'm too lazy to update them twitter's the best get with it kids get with it <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you want to help support the show monetarily, you can do so via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCast podcast. And the uh, $1, which is the lowest tier we have, uh, monthly donation to our show gets you access to the patron discord that we talk about all the time and reference incessantly. Uh, that's a good thing, I think. Hmm. Yep, it yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great place. 
Love it. See, there we go. More validation. Kyle and I say it every week, but there you go. You got fish saying it too. Now there's three. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. That's quorum out of the four of us, right? So, hey, <laughs> shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Andrew, Robert, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin and Mimi, Sports Thayer, Jason, Charles, Moners, Devante, Kevin, and Happy Boo. Thank you so very, very much for your very generous support and for helping us keep uh, the digital lights on. Um, you can also leave a review for the show on places that allow you to do so. Spotify looking at you. Get with it, kids, as well. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I think that's the end of the episode. So, Fish, thanks again for getting up early, especially you said you had a late night. So I know it's mm-hmm. midday. <laughs> go, go get some sleep if you need it. Thanks so very much. Uh, you know what? I wish I could, but I've, I've uh, this whole Gym Breakers thing brings with it a lot of editing. Oh, I believe <laughs> I got to do the battles. So. I believe it. Okay, well, we'll we'll let you go then. Thanks so much for for doing this out of the norm. I really appreciate it. A lot of fun. Uh, you're 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 a fun guy. You know what? You too. You too. Uh, insert some sort of fungus related joke here. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.